As many of you know, I have a pizza tour business in Chicago, and while a lot of our guests love to indulge in the raw bulk sausage that's pinched and pressed onto our pies before baking, not everyone eats pork. Thank goodness Fontanini has the solution, chicken and beef meatballs. They're always mixed with ricotta and house-grated Romano, along with their blend of herbs and spices. Fontanini only uses select cuts of chicken and beef, offering their customers more choices no matter what their religious or dietary restrictions. This summer, you'll also see them halal certified, so go ahead and throw them on your naan with some tikka masala sauce. Get a free sample of the new chicken and beef meatballs at fontanini.com slash pizza city, or go to Fontanini brand on Instagram and click the link in the bio to let them know you heard about it from Pizza City. No, I, I definitely think Staten Island has its own little niche. It's, it's funny because, you know, you can't really compare Lee's, Joe and Pat's and Danino's because they are a round pie, but all three are different. A 70-year-old institution on Staten Island with a cameo in SNL cast member Pete Davidson's film, Danino's is the real deal. And if you ever wanted to see what Staten Island pizza culture was like, just walk through the doors on Port Richmond Avenue and step back in time. The story of Danino's straight ahead. I need a deep dish sausage and a thin pepperoni for here. This is Pizza City, the podcast dedicated to the art, craft, and passion behind some of the world's greatest pizzas. I'm Steve Dolinsky, author of Pizza City USA and founder of Pizza City USA Tours in Chicago. And welcome, everybody. Great to have you along with us for another edition of Pizza City USA. We are back in New York this week, specifically Staten Island. Uh, a lot of people who claim to know New York pizza, who love New York pizza, have never stepped foot on Staten Island. Um, it's a bit of a drive. It does take a little while to get there, and traffic can be, well, it can be challenging. Uh, but back when I was doing my due diligence on New York City pizza for my first book about four years ago, I'd reached out to a couple of friends of mine and asked them for their must-visit pizza list, and they came back with about 55 places. I had been to only about three of them, so I had plotted out four different trips to New York City over the course of about four months, doing these three or four day weekends. And on one of the trips, we went to Staten Island. We just blocked out time. Uh, we went to Joe and Pat's, Lee's Tavern, Nunzio's, which I was unimpressed with, by the way, and Danino's, uh, which has been serving pizza since 1951. I loved seeing it play a little cameo in Pete Davidson's King of Staten Island film uh, during COVID too. It's just, it's so quintessential Staten Island. So on my most recent trip to New York, I reached out to owner Michael Burke to see if he'd sit down with me and talk shop. Now, I know there is a distinctive New York or East Coast accent, but that Staten Island accent, right out of central casting. I could hear them say moots all day long. We met up in the afternoon, and I began our interview, as I do all of our interviews here on the show, asking him about his first pizza memory. I would have to say probably about 10 years old when I came into Danino's and uh, just sat down and much smaller back then. Um, you grew up nearby? I grew up in Mariners Harbor, but my stepfather had owned it. So 
I was I've been in here since I was a kid. So, so this to you, this is your baseline. This is what all pizza is judged by. Um, is it a classic? I mean, as an outsider, would you say it's a classic sort of New York style slice, the 18, 20 inch diameter, the foldable slice, the kind of the raised heel? So we're definitely, I would say a classic. Uh, we do a 16 inch pie. We went down to one size just to make everything simpler, you know, less uh, waste, one size box. Just it was It was probably the smartest business thing we did. And we did it about 30 years ago when we, we switched over um, to save space, time. But ours is a very thin pie, um, crunchy on the bottom, nice crust, and Neapolitan style. Now, for folks um, not from this area, they may have seen Danino's on uh, Pete Davidson's movie, which I saw online, The King of Staten Island, which I was so excited to see because I was here about three years ago as I was checking places out and loved the pizza. And but for folks who don't know who are not from here, how would you describe Danino's? Tell me about a little bit of history of this place. So it basically started in 1923 as a confectionery soda shop, and then um, it was a pool hall. And in '33 they repealed prohibition, and they moved next door, and we opened the bar where the bar is today. And that um, we opened the bar and started a little food, and then in '51. We started the pizza. And when they started doing the pizza, same recipe basically as today? Have things changed at all since then? Basically the same. I mean, over the years, a couple of products change, you know, but the cheese, years ago, I remember as a kid, the cheese would be on pallets in the basement and we would let it cure ourselves. Now, you know, in the health department, rules change and pasteurization. So it's, it's a little different now, but... Um, Baseline, I would say it, it's the same. And does Staten Island have its own character, its own culture? I mean, when I did my eating uh, research, I went to Lee's Tavern for a tavern style, really thin and crispy. I went to Joe and Pat's, and I had two different styles there. Um, and I came here. Uh, does Staten Island have its own vibe or its own feeling, or do you feel like it's an outgrowth of what's happening in Manhattan and, and the other boroughs? No, I, I definitely think Staten Island has its own little niche. It's, it's funny because, you know, you can't really compare Lee's, Joe and Pat's, and Danino's because they are a round pie, but all three are different. Lee's is a, a smaller bar pie, crunchy, but a different bottom texture of their pizza. It's good. Joe and Pat's is microscopically thin, you know, and we're also a thin pie. So their pie is thin and they do more margarita as their baseline pizza. And I also had like a, like a grandma style there too at the yes. square. They have the, they have the grandma style. And then you have us who were, we actually do things opposite. You know, we put the cheese on first, then the sauce. Um, on the margarita is the one, and the avocado pie, put the sauce on first, then fresh mozzarella on top. Are there a lot of pizzerias of note on Staten Island or just really a handful? The long standing who's been around the longest would be probably Danino's, uh, Joan Pat's, and Lee's. And then there's uh, also some newcomers. I mean, Brothers has been around a while, not as long as the, the three of us, but uh, they've been a while. But they're, I used to go for the Sicilian there. We, we loved their Sicilian. So it, it's, they're a different style also. 
And do you find that, like I, I was on the first part of this trip that I'm currently on, I started on Long Island, and they have their own traditions there, and, and they use a lot of the sort of the, the bromated flour. They don't necessarily push the envelope with like long fermentation or high hydration levels like you're seeing at some places, you know, in Brooklyn. Um, does Staten Island have its own traditions and people sort of want traditional? They don't really want to be envelope pushing pizzas here necessarily? I think people like the classic, homey, just their regular go-to pizzerias, and that's what a lot of us do. So what is an order here? What's a typical order? First-timer to Danino's, what should they be getting here? Depends. If they just want to taste the pizza itself, I would say the cheese pizza. Otherwise, we're known for the more pie, meatballs, onion, and regatta. Oh, that's an interesting one, the more pie. That's one of our uh, signature pies, and we've been topping the city with the clam pie the last couple of years, too. Interesting. That's a real East Coast, even like a like a Frank Pepe New, New Haven style. Yes. yes. Is that where the idea came from? No. You know, actually, a friend of mine that has another pizzeria used to make it, and the customers kept breaking my chops. Would you Would you try this pie? Would you make it? Would you make it? So, we tried it, and uh, people fell in love with it. So we we kept it on the menu. Okay, listen, we're going to take a quick break. When we come back, we're going to have some pizza here at Danino's. Keep talking with Michael about uh, the history of this place and try to talk about some specifics about this pizza. We're also going to preview some scenes from our next show coming up in two weeks, so stay with us. Pizza City is brought to you by Baccio Cheese. Part skim, whole milk, buffalo or cow. Selecting the best cheese for your pie is one of the most important elements to pizza making. Baccio cheese is an exceptional Italian pizza cheese made with a secret, a kiss of buffalo milk. Made with high quality grade A milk, it reheats beautifully and melts like a dream, stretching and pulling to give you those gorgeous cheese pulls that will be the envy of your Instagram feed. I've been loving the slices that I use. Uh, slice them pretty thin, but then place them on my deep pan, uh, my recipe that I got from Peter Reinhardt's book, and have been making sort of modified Detroit-style pizzas, but the cheese just melts perfectly. Are they using Baccio at Joe's in Wheeling, an old-school tavern joint in the suburbs, but also at Bonchi in the West Loop doing their Roman Altaglio. Bocci has just the right amount of creamy richness you'll find in the best Italian cheeses. And how does cash back sound? You'll get money in your pocket for every pound of cheese you buy with their Baccio Gold Club program. So here's the deal. Schedule a demo to try Baccio cheese today at no cost. Just go to BaccioCheese.com slash PizzaCityUSA. That's BaccioCheese.com slash PizzaCityUSA to learn more about your new pizza cheese. Welcome back to the show, everybody. We're talking with Michael Burke, the owner of Danino's here on Staten Island legendary serving pizzas since 1951 so this is 70 years which is just a remarkable achievement um pizza's been brought out on the table here um i would describe this by the way i love seeing these big giant splotches of stark white fresh mozzarella lots of fresh basil that's been snipped uh, and scattered over the pie post bake um even amount of sauce. It looks like the sauce and cheese balance is just right in line. But then let's talk about this dough, first of all, Michael. Um, there's not a high pronounced heel around the, the border here like you'd see in a New York slice. It's pretty even. There's a little bit of charring, uh, but not too much. Tell me about, uh, if you can, anything about the flour or the dough process uh, that you think is notable here. 
So we use uh, the Pillsbury, Baker's Best patent flour. The big thing is we let our dough sit for at least two days before we use it. Um, and very simple. You know, we don't add sugar, we don't add any anything but yeast, water, you know, salt, and that's it. And um, in terms of the water, is the do you think about hydration levels? Is there quite a bit of water in here or just no? So we, we do use a lot of water, but we also add ice to keep the yeast from uh, rising too fast. And you, I mean, I'm guessing as a kid, you probably had a slice that had a larger heel or sort of a higher bulb on the, on the perimeter, but this one is really kind of lower and tighter. We've always had that thin crust. You know, a lot of guys don't have the storage, so they use this dough from the same day or the night before, and that's when you get the, the, the blowing up or the bubble because they have to use a lot of yeast to get it to rise. And I'm going to use a term that's only going to be heard on a pizza podcast here. I'm admiring the undercarriage. Uh, it is pretty evenly brown, almost black in spots, no blonde whatsoever. This shows that it's been sitting on, on a stone hearth. Yes. We have uh, the Baker's Pride ovens we've been using for over 60 years. You know, That's a popular brand in New York. I've seen a lot of Baker's Pride. They, they were like the original for us. You know, they came from... Uh, you know, everyone thinks brick oven right away. They think that you have to have the brick on the outside. The brick inside is the most important in the oven. And uh, we use a gas fired. Okay, so what about the sauce? The sauce is a homemade marinara sauce. And that's for our margarita pies. We use that for our mortadella sticks and some of the pastas. And then we have another sauce for our, our regular cheese pizza which is a nice light sauce with the cheese. This way you taste everything. It is so light and delicate. And um, it's just, again, the, I keep thinking of balance with this pizza. What about the fresh mutts? Fresh mutts we make every day. And by the way, do you see mutts or mots here? Fresh mutts. Fresh mutts, okay. <laughs> I know like in New, in New Haven, there's a lot of Neapolitan dialect there and they say mutts. Yes. So we, we make the fresh mutts. We use the polio gold curd and uh, we make our mutts in-house. That's a real signature, isn't it? Making from the curd. And that's for the margaritas, the vodka pies, some of the sandwiches and plates. And then we also do a shred on our other regular cheese pies. And then it looks like you finish it with a little Romano maybe? Yes. We uh, sprinkle grated cheese over the, the whole top. And you always finish with basil or just on this margarita? Only on the margarita and the vodka. Yeah, the vodka is a very New York thing as well. You don't see a ton of it outside of New York City, but has vodka, the vodka slice been around for quite a while as far as you know? Staten Island wasn't, you know, I, I think there was one other Goodfellas that really, that was their popular pizza, and we always stuck to the basics, sausage, pepperoni, meatballs, um, and just plain cheese. And then through the years, we added a pie here and there, and we, we always like to keep it simple. But stuff that we're already using in-house, we says, we'll try it on the pie. So we had vodka sauce, we tried it on the pizza. Just like the clams, you know, we're making baked clams, make the clam pie. So everything we use, multiple dishes. When you're carrying the legacy of a brand with, you know, seven decades underneath it, how do you maintain the consistency? Because I'm guessing you get three, four generations of families coming in here now expecting to have what they had in the 60s or 70s. Um, and maintaining that tradition. How, how important, how difficult is it to do that, and how do you do it? That's probably the hardest part of the business. 
you know, through the years, products change, you know, through health and guidelines, you know, you can't use this product anymore or um, it's harder to get certain things. Companies change, like even Palio has changed ownership. They changed their recipes and it took them a while to get back to where they were. So that was a problem. Um, but I, I'd say the workers, you know, we've had the same guys. I have five guys with, with me over 28 years. So, Well, that's a testament. Yes. And that's the tough part because now training these new kids coming in, it's tough because, face it, nobody works like uh, the generation before us. Even, I think, my generation, this new generation, it's tough. We, it's hard to keep the kids. And you can't be back there on the line looking at every pie that comes out of the oven anyway. You try. You know, you try to grab it before it hits the table if there's something wrong. You know, and sometimes when it's crazy, you have to let something slide by. And that's not what you want to do. But in this business, it's, it's tough to keep up. Final question we ask all of our guests on the show. Knowing what you know now about pizza, and honestly for you, it's been your entire life. So this may not be as applicable, but we always ask them, you know, knowing what you know now about pizza, what would you have told your younger self before you really got into this as a full-time vocation to be successful? I'd say, you know, the pizza business, as opposed to other restaurants, I think can make it through hard times a lot easier, you know, because pizza's recession-proof. It's a cheaper, family-friendly food. So... I would, uh, I would definitely have saved a little more because knowing through the pandemic, if we weren't in business so long, we probably wouldn't have made it. And that goes for a lot of businesses. You know, if we, you didn't have that steady customer base or we were able to adapt because of the size of our restaurant. So it's easy to spread places out. But keep, especially if you wanted to go into any restaurant business, keep a nest egg because you honestly do need six months to a year of back savings just to... This is how we kept our guys. We made sure everybody was paid. We made sure all the customers were happy. We, we had to adapt to delivering on our own instead of relying on all these websites. So it's, you know, you got to change with the times and it's tough. It's interesting. In two years of doing the show, first time I've heard that advice is, is have a nest egg just in case. Because like you say, even though during a pandemic, pizza seems to be recession proof, pandemic proof, but you got to have some reserves just in case. Yeah, everyone in the restaurant thinks, you know, it's a lot of hand, hand to mouth week to week because the bills are high. Um, you can't change your prices every time. You know, Broccoli Rob goes from $2 to $6, you know. We, we absorb a lot of, uh, of cost, and it's, it's tough. But, you know, when you do the volume, that's what saves us. The restaurant, again, is called Danino's. It is a must-stop on your pizza tour of the New York City area. It's on Staten Island. Um, chances are, if you come, you're going to see Michael somewhere touching the tables and making sure everybody's got the right pizza. Michael Burke, thank you so much. Really been a pleasure. Thank you. I appreciate it. Coming up in two weeks, we visit the Pizza Expo in Las Vegas, originally canceled, then postponed. This multi-day event in the Vegas Convention Center in the middle of summer usually has all the key players from around the country. But with COVID raging, we're going to see how that goes. That's in two weeks on August 20th. Remember to subscribe to the show wherever you get your podcasts. Tell a friend and rate us, please. We are at Pizza City USA on Instagram. And our website is pizzacityusa.com. That's where you're going to find info about our tours, 
We've got four public tours running every weekend. Bureaucratic wrote and performed our theme song, and here's wishing you an optimal bite ratio, always. <laughs>